On this episode of Friend Code, we're talking about the most recent Nintendo Direct and third-party support for the Switch, and you were laughing. We're using that one. Hello, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of Friend Code, and on this episode, all. I'm your host, Michael Damiani, and moderator here. I'm joined by Brad Ellis. Achievements. Achievements. Come to Switch soon. Mike Huba. Trophies. Trophies might be coming to Switch. That's what I'm talking about. Very you. soon. <laughs> Achievements and trophies. Both. 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 Yeah. And coins. And coins. And coins. So trophies will be yeah. coins. They'll yeah. be coins. You earn that gold coin. Pat- My dream back know. in the day was that you unlocked things for your virtual house. So, like, you did well in games, and then you unlocked... It was basically just, like, Animal Animal, Crossing, but, like, a a social space within the infrastructure of Nintendo Switch. It sounds like like PlayStation Home. Did they have... PlayStation Home, but, like, Nintendo makes it. Nintendo made it. I mean, yeah. Because you care about it. Yeah. Like, the Animal Crossing team, just, that's what they're making now. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> something like that would be cool you invite your friend over like you get online yeah. they come over to your house like check out my like look who, oh man like I platinum look at, look at that yeah look I at that I platinum like, Mario Odyssey so like I have a huge like Mario statue or yeah. statue or like my hat like I can wear the the yeah, hat his hat yeah, yeah with the eyes on it yeah. you got like you can put like posters up you only got that poster because <laughs> you uh, 100%ed uh, Pokemon exactly the most recent Pokemon like Kyle would have all those yeah. over his mm-hmm. and all in his wall or he has like a Pokemon pen in the back of the oh, house oh you got the, like the Master Balls you only yeah, get those balls, if you did yeah. that Bow- Bowser's Bowser's Castle like decoration like you yes. have a ramp a yes. rampart house you can get the house only possible uh, only possible or like the Master Sword in your front lawn yeah come on Nintendo in help us lawn. out <laughs> yeah Blue Falcon as your personal <laughs> yeah Blue Falcon in craft right in your driveway <laughs> Rolling on up. Good stuff like that. <laughs> welcome welcome to Friend Code. And with every episode, or most every episode, I like to start off with a segment called Player Dear Nintendo, where we look at the player's poll section of a volume of Nintendo Power. Excellent. I love um, this segment. Yeah, it's the best. I uh, Actually, I need to hold this up because... It's what? the 10. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Zero, yep. Um, 10 out of 10 I forget how far the scans for these go. So hopefully you can see that. Um, if there is a scan available, you'll be seeing it in much higher resolution. But yes, this is F Zero GX, the the fabled legendary ten ten <laughs> review from Daniel Bloodworth. Perfect score. Perfect score. And uh, this is from what, what? What month is this from? Were you there, Damiani, when Huber found out about that? What's this on the side? I uh, freaked. When I think you, I was. You went like nuts. Yeah. <laughs> Bloodworth gave a turn to something. Ten. Yeah, for ten. I done. <laughs> okay, because he was like, yeah. I mean, I already gave a game of ten. So, <laughs> I was like, what? what you're was never it? gonna give it. I got all nuts. I was like, you're yeah. never gonna give it. You're never gonna give a perfect score. Like a ten doesn't mean a game is perfect. It just means it's really good. I already. He's did, like, I already did. Yeah. You're late to the party, Huber. <laughs> July, August of 2003 is when okay. this issue is from. 2003. Wow. Yeah. Wow. A Mega Man ad. Must be nice. Must be nice to be living in this time period. <laughs> so jolly. Alright. So, the theme of this month's Players Pulse, the letters came in for. 
This month's player's pulse celebrates Nintendo Power's 15th anniversary. Awesome. With a letter from our managing editor and a photo of the whole Nintendo Power crew. In addition, the heated Wind Waker debate from (laughs) Volume 168's Right Away, Right Away. So, like, right is in writing and in right is being right. Uh, begins on page eleven. Wait, is this before Wind Waker's out? This issue? When did Wind Waker come out? Uh, it came out. In, it came out in uh, um, uh, spring of two thousand three. So it's already out. Okay, it's already out at this point. But like, we're gonna go there. I don't know it's, what this debate like, is. Okay, okay, we don't okay. Know what this yeah, is. still fresh. Yeah. Um. So there. Oh. oh, here we go. I'm just. You know, there's a letter from the month from Scott Pellin, the managing editor. I'll get to that last because I want to get into this Wind Waker debate. Me too. Yeah. This, yeah. This, Let's here we go. go here we go. <laughs> Daniel Scott from Louisiana. Wind Waker rants and raves. So in Volume 168, they asked what you thought of The Legend of Zelda The Wind Waker. Let the debate begin. Oh my god. Here we go. Why is Kyle not here? I have gone through the entire game of The Wind Waker. And I can safely say it's the best Zelda experience I've ever had. The graphics and music are fantastic. Even the characters are more enjoyable. I really liked Makar, Quill, and the Rito Mailman. And who can imagine a better item than a cannon for your boat? I must congratulate you on this absolutely awesome game. Uh, we had a lot out there. Nothing about those dungeons or that <laughs> beloved Triforce hunt. Well, we got some more here. Yeah, we'll get there. Cherry we'll picking. There. We'll get there. Next up from Dan Olson from Minnesota. What is up with The Legend of Zelda The Wind Waker? I've always been a fan of The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Because the storyline is so great and the graphics are incredible. But the Wind Waker, and it says ellipses, and it's police! Spelled with like extra A's and E's and a Z. <laughs> the storyline is all messed up and the graphics are blah. <laughs> Ooh, I don't oh, and when did Link get a grandma and sister? He's. <laughs> So good. So good. Look at this. Here we go. Here we go. He's an orphan for goodness sakes. I was looking through a recent Nintendo Power magazine and I saw screenshots of the new Soul Calibur 2. Why wouldn't you have Link? uh, Why wouldn't you make? Why wouldn't you have made Link look that good in the Wind Waker? And another thing, Link should have an ocarina, not a stupid baton. (laughs) (laughs) quick question before this point the only time link had family was in link to the past right his uncle his uncle is that the only one it's pretty much it okay i just can't remember (laughs) grandma and sister when you get grandma and sister (laughs) the graphics are blah Dude, that was the biggest thing I remember, you know, looking back. Oh, yeah. Hindsight, yeah, dude. All the, I remember. The Space World trailer. All I remember is people getting so upset at the way that game looked. You know, if, it's because they around, showed it like what it could be with like the tech demo at Space World and it yeah. looked realistic and he's fighting Ganondorf. And everyone's True. like, oh, dude. And yeah. then it was just this total. Yes. Turn. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, if you weren't around at the time of, of Wind Waker when it came out, that was. Heated. Controversial yeah. to say the least. Yeah. I feel, yeah, I've always argued the way they hand, Nintendo handled that switcheroo mm-hmm. was the whole reason for any of the backlash. Mm-hmm. They, they just done it in a. In a, in a they just know. came out with cell shaded straight up. 
I don't think they. That. I don't think know if they were necessarily going with that. I think there was a decision to change that while they were still showing off the Space World tech demo mm-hmm. stuff. Um, and I, but I do think a little bit of it was that they were nervous. Like, like, yeah. uh, when do we show this off? At least I think Nintendo of America was. Apparently, it seems like Miyamoto was like just so taken back by like the reaction to the reveal really? at at the following Space World that he wanted to like minimize. Uh, wanted to scale back the amount of footage and media that would be shown going forward because he didn't think he goes that's it we, we don't want you we need you need to play this like yeah. we don't want you judging I mean, this yeah he's right stuff yeah. damage yeah. control damage oh yeah definitely all right next up i feel like it's gonna go positive negative positive yeah, yeah, yeah. negative bounce backs next up this is a long one from brent klaus from indiana nice legend of zelda the wind waker is a magnificent and amazing game it has outstanding gameplay, and the story pulls you in like a grappling hook. <laughs> Along with having references to Ocarina of Time in the story, it justifies that the hero of time is reborn whenever there is evil to destroy. Now, let's talk about the graphics. I can't believe I scolded the graphics uh, scolded the graphics after first seeing them because after you play a while you forget about the cell shading and realize that it's a truly wonderful game i agree with noa steve in volume 167 when he says that the wind waker taught him the importance of having faith in a game i also i have also found many moral lessons throughout the game first you learn that everyone in the world has a destiny a purpose secondly you come to understand that little people hold a big part in the creation of the future. Lastly, and most importantly, I learned that courage plays a vital part in anything you do because you are bound to face difficulties in your life that you must pull through. So whenever you think twice about a task that seems hard, think about how Link felt when he saw Goma burst out of the, uh, burst out of the flames. I have a feeling I know what will win overall best game this year? Goba. That was amazing. That was really well yeah. said. I love that he wasn't afraid to say he made an initial mistake. You know, he judged the graphics at first. He played the game and he's like, wow, like I was wrong. You know, that takes a lot of uh, courage and guts to say you were wrong. And he did that. And that's a really good entry. I really like it. It's a good point. Yeah. It's good. <sighs> Here we go. Is this... Why does he have a baton? Yeah. It's like my new favorite. <laughs> All right. <laughs> like, I want... Ky- Next time Kyle is, like, yo. praising the Wind Waker, I'm just going to say, yo, why does he have a baton, <laughs> dude? Where's yes. the Ocarina? Yes. Let's do it. So funny. Oh, gosh, yes. So great. Super T via the internet. I don't feel that the Wind Waker is more intense or emotional than Ocarina of Time. Sure, you have the new characters close to Link, such as Errol and Grandma, but they just don't seem to have as much personality as those in Ocarina of Time. The game also doesn't flow as smoothly, and you end up feeling rather rushed along the storyline. I think many gamers' opinions of The Wind Waker will stand. If Nintendo were to make a more realistic Zelda game, it would not only be more appealing to gamers in general, but more accepted by the general public. Hmm. Twilight Princess. Look at that. Look at that. That, that sentiment. 
that was a sentiment that stuck around. Yeah, that's right. That's kind of why Nintendo backpedaled. Because they were going to make the Wind Waker 2. And they're like, eh, I think we got to make Twilight Princess. Yeah. Feedback. Andy Lambert via the internet. Faith played a major role in me buying The Legend of Zelda The Wind Waker. I admit that when I saw The Wind Waker, I thought it was going to be a flop. A first in the Zelda universe. I was totally wrong. There it is. The Legend of Zelda The Wind Waker is a different experience. It's very innovative because there's so much to do. The graphics even help its cause. It's fresh and new looking title. It brings forth the fun factor that all of the Zelda games give. It's challenging and funny at the same time. The new look of things actually makes it different and better than all the Zelda games before it. It's a masterpiece that is not only eye candy, but a masterpiece that restored what we thought would be lost in the void of today's technology. That's awesome. Wind Waker is the Code Veronica of Legend <laughs> of Zelda. It's like this, this like outlying out, this outlier uh, of the franchise. But you people know? love Wind Waker. Yeah, I think Zelda Two is the. I I encounter many a people who say Code Veronica is their favorite. You know, their favorite in the series. There's some people who say Wind Waker, their favorite. Too, right? like a lot a of people lot. say Wind Waker. I think yeah. nowadays awesome. Win, the Wind Waker is held in very high yeah, regard it is. by yeah. most people. Do you think? Not getting into the 7.8 meme, Damiani, but do you think the HD version is better than the original version? No. No. The original version, it's uh, just the aesthetic alone. I think they ruined the aesthetic. The With all the bloom and stuff? Yeah. Okay. Like the dolphin. Uh, Project do you think dolphin? The, tr- the, the expedited Triforce section is better, or do you think it takes it, away it, from it? It alleviates the, the problem, mm-hmm. but I think it's a band-aid. It doesn't mm-hmm. address that it's still mostly there. Yeah. And I felt like it wasn't the... They could have either done dungeons or they could have made the quest a little bit more meaningful. Like, some of them are. The the ghost ship one. The pirate ghost ship. Mm-hmm. We gotta track, get to get the map to find out the lunar cycle. And then you gotta track down the ghost ship. Go mm-hmm. on it and stuff. I was like, oh, this is a little bit more meaningful. But then, like, having to collect all those stupid, like, butterfly things to get the, the land deed or whatever. <laughs> to go. I was like, are you... No, this is stupid. I don't want to... This, this is a boring, like, collect the thought how about, quest. How about you, Brad? Do you like... Original more? Uh, I don't know. I never finished the HD one. Okay. I want them to mod. Do you think those, uh, because, well, I mean, we're going to get into current news and the direct and everything. Do you think the Twilight Princess and Wind Waker HD versions will be ported to Switch? I hope so. Very likely. Cool. Uh, I mean, I hope so. It would be nice. Uh I was gonna it say, just seems like so much of the work is done already, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think maybe for the Wind Waker, because it didn't sell uh, as well, I think, as it, they oh. hoped on Wii U. Mm-hmm. Do you know if Twilight Princess sold more? Uh, I don't know, but uh, like Twilight Princess was so uh, towards so the end. So late, yeah. But it also sold very well. The original version sold extremely well. Whereas, for some reason, uh, part of the reason they changed direction on the visual style, not just from like feedback from NOA, was that sales were a little bit below expectations for mm-hmm. the Wind Waker back in the day. Yeah. So they, they had some numbers to be like, eh. Anyway, um, I would like to see a modded version of like the GameCube Wind Waker running on like Project Dolphin, like so HD. Yeah, sure. And then take some of the gameplay fixes in the HD version of the Wind Waker, yeah. throw them into that, have the best of both. So like HD basically. director's cut. Or if they release <laughs> it on Switch, just give me an option to have the old visuals, like a visual yeah. aesthetic. But I think that's a lot of work. 
All right. Cool. Next up, uh, this is from Blake Gibson. I recently bought the Wind Waker, and I am very impressed. My favorite character besides Link is the King of Red Lions. Ooh. Who wouldn't love a talking boat for all those long trips from island to island? <laughs> My favorite weapon is the hero's bow and all the arrow types. So, What, bomb, fire, ice? Is that it? Or light? Yeah, fire and ice, and then the light arrows at the end. That's a wild hype right Holy there. Holy crap, this is an epic one right here. Oh, is this the hot take one? Uh, the from rant? Leslie Jacobson from Wisconsin. Let's go, Leslie. <laughs> Thank you for making a truly amazing series known as The Legend of Zelda. I am currently enrolled in a mythology course in my high school. My teacher let me do uh, my project portfolio for the class on The Legend of Zelda. So far, I have compared events in The Legend of Zelda games with themes from classic mythology, including the initiation and flood stories from The Wind Waker. Before The Wind Waker hit store shelves, many angry letters were posted on the internet and even in Nintendo Power about the poor cartoon-like graphics. I am here to say the graphics do not matter to the Legend of Zelda series. If gamers consider the first Legend of Zelda by today's standards, the graphics are poor. What gamers what gamers do remember is the story. The Wind Waker has met and even surpassed the high expectations of a Zelda legend. Right from the beginning, when I saw Link's face as he grudgingly takes the green clothes to waving to his grandma on Outset Island before he leaves... I knew this was going to be a better game than Ocarina of Time. <laughs> I was addicted until the end because I wanted to know what happened to Hyrule. Myths and legends are not intended to be real, and that is the reason for the stylized art. The point of the Legend of Zelda series is to entertain with an enriching sorry, story while providing a fun and engaging environment for gamers. This has been thoroughly accomplished in The Wind Waker. Cool. Going for the story angle. Yeah, here. I was like hearing yeah. all this emphasis on story. I'm like, like eh, I'm, I mean, no? I'm kind of glad to someone else besides me ever expresses this opinion because then maybe I don't know if they, how well, they, how eloquently they put into words there. That was pretty decent. Um, yeah, some people care about the the story of the individual games. Yeah, Skyward and, Sword, and Kyle the, Boss, man. and the Wind Waker. I would argue <laughs> has one of the best stories of any of individual stories of any of the games. It's a really good story. Um, I would like to see them. Like it's possible, you, you can do a good story. Mm-hmm. And the whole thing about myths and legends, like I, re- I really like that. Do you like the Skyward st- Sword story? Um, no, <laughs> uh, because <laughs> the end, the end sequence pretty much says, even though they got the Triforce and made their wish, all you got to do is time travel. That wish should have affected everyone there immediately, but villain was able to like, oh, I'm not affected. I'm gonna go time travel back. Undo your wish now. I'm like. What? No, he just he made the wish. It's over. You lost. Like you can't now time travel. After. I was like, no, I'm time traveling. I'm like, all right, we're done. He basically is okay. Cool. Whatever. Where, where would Gearheim rank on your all-time Zelda franchise characters? Um, he's definitely a standout and memorable character. Top ten. Um, top ten Zelda characters. He's top 10 for I, me. I have to really think about that. He's in there. Really, have to think about that one, Huber. Possibly. Uh, great villain, dude. Great, great villain. villain. Oh, the the revelation of like what he is to yeah like, oh. so cool. <laughs> he's like David Bowie. He's going like, yeah, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> nice. Uh, almost done. Edgar via the internet. I feel that the Wind Waker could have been better. The main quest, not including the side quests such as the trading sequences and collecting heart pieces, was too short. The Wind Waker was a little more than half as long as Ocarina of Time's main quest. 
I've also noticed that all the previous Zelda games, I think, have had eight or more dungeons. On the plus side, the Wind Waker is very beautiful and entertaining for as long as it lasts. So they're coming at short length. I think they're mostly going with dungeon count, which mm-hmm. is true. Uh, mm-hmm. Majora's Mask did not have eight dungeons. Um, Zelda one, uh, Zelda two does not have eight dungeons either. It has How many six palaces. Six? six palaces in the Great Palace with so seven. Okay. How many uh, hours is Majora's Mask? Uh, there's hours? four main dungeons. Damiani, and- we made this prog- this promise years ago. What? This October, us three. Let's stream Majora's Mask. Because he was never played it. I've never played it. He's never played it. We're doing it. So it One of the biggest holes in in my life. Locked that in. A huge (laughs) hole in my heart where Majora's Mask. I'll tell you, it's... Probably would have been my favorite. It's very unique. It would have been my favorite. I know it. It's got that, like, horror Halloween vibe. It does. (sighs) Yeah, it's disturbing. I, I honestly... It's all because of Goldeneye. Ah, is why I didn't play it. Goldeneye, take it your life. It took, like, Goldeneye, From when Goldeneye was big. past 2000. Yeah. Four years of your life. Every day of my Goldeneye. life was Goldeneye, and when it wasn't Goldeneye, it was like Mario Party. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Literally, uh, Hubert's counter. <laughs> yeah. Goldeneye today, Mario Goldeneye, Party Goldeneye. Goldeneye, 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 Goldeneye. Mario Party, It's like, that was a four-year gap in Hubert's life right there. Yeah. At least I played Ocarina. That was, yeah, I, you did. If I didn't play Ocarina. It's okay, dude. Make it right. Yeah. I even had the gold cartridge, like. Yeah. But then, how did Majora just slip by? It was Goldeneye. I had to have been. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I had it. God. I thought you would have been all over when I got it. Yeah. Eh. Did it come out late in N64's life? Like 2000, right? What? Majora's Mask yeah, was yeah, 2000. 2000. Was like... October 2000. And then when North was GameCube? Uh, the, GameCube two? came out in 2001. 2001? So like right at the end. Then. Yeah. It's so a year, yeah. d- year difference. Standard yeah. Zelda console cycle. Okay, yeah. The end. Yeah. Um... I just kind of was browsing through these. It isn't really... They're all... It's mostly the same sentiment. Like, people who had a different opinion at first, a negative opinion, became positive. Um, Yeah, dude. People are talking about their favorite items and stuff. Fine game. Damn fine game. Someone said that uh, Grandma's Powerful Soup puts Gatorade to shame. (laughs) I like that one. That was a good one. Yeah, the soup. But... Yeah, that, that that I mean, yeah, we we spent a long time on that, but yeah, good debate. I like that. I actually yeah, I was giving cool. like a I mean that's a not doesn't come too often no. a situation like that. I love how willing uh, people were to change their opinion on it. Yeah, that yeah. that was a good discussion. That was almost like there could have been like a whole episode of one of these right here. Mm-hmm. Really Let them have the, the Yo, enter the Matrix on the cover. Enter. Hype right there. Oh, I bet it is. Canon. Wait, I remember that game. Canon, Canon dude. Matrix. It wasn't a, you play that? as, uh, I forget his name, maybe Ghost? No. I think you two characters. Yeah, it was Ghost and Jada Pinkett Smith. Yeah. They were cool. I remember Sewers. That's what I remember. From that it's game. cool because in the movie, Jada Pinkett Smith rolls up on the freeway with the car and Neil like lands yeah, on it. But that's where in it the ends. game, like yeah. you lead up to that. Yeah, that's it's the ending cool. of the game, right? You, or one of the chapters. It's ending, yeah. yeah, it's pretty cool. I played it. Yeah, this is uh, it's a okay six. Yeah. Okay, swimming in sixes. Oh, swimming in sixes. <laughs> Matrix, good stuff. Woo, Matrix, baby. Um, there was another Nintendo Direct. There was an Indies Direct that we talked about last yeah. episode. And we had a proper Nintendo Direct. Big, meaty, 45-minute one. Longer than E3 showcase right there. Damn, that's crazy. A lot of big expectations. And I think the biggest takeaway, biggest takeaway from that 45 minutes was the announcements of 
Wolfenstein 2 mm. and Doom mm. coming to Switch. Crazy. Mm. And mm. the visual confirmation, the definitive confirmation of L.A. Noir yeah. coming to Switch. Yeah. Now, real quick, Wolfenstein 2, no footage of it shown yet. And it's coming out next year. So it's coming yeah. out months after. Do you think the that's a problem? No. At this, at this point, no. I think we're in the phase where companies are starting to see that Switch is like, right now, is like another Wii, another PS2 situation. Yeah. It is just selling not everywhere. And, they're, and not only that, they're seeing these indie titles that have been supporting Switch since day one. Selling the not only the best on Switch if they're new versions, new releases, but even old releases coming out, selling more than all of their previous versions combined. Because, and I think it's not just the power of the the popularity behind the system, but it's portability. That's why. Yeah. And I think uh, this argument has gone around a few times before, but I think third parties are finally starting to see that it does. Yes, Switch doesn't have that graphical power to compete with PS4 and Xbox One, and 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 then in that regard. With their, with their games, but where they do have a huge strength is in being able to take that thing on the go. Yeah. And being able to take Doom, being able to take Wolfenstein 2, yeah. or L.A. Noir on the go. Mm-hmm. He, two, two games that are already been out. I mean, Doom, Doom is huge because of a, like being known as like a technical and, achievement. And graphic. And, yes. And gory and violence. Yeah, like, it's like, there you go. I had Doom on Super Nintendo. Yeah, and Doom 64. Yeah. So Doom has been Dude, on. Dude, the Nintendo. Super Nintendo cartridge was red. Same. It was really cool. Red soaked. Yeah, it was cool. Um, no footage. So no footage of L.A. Noir. <clears throat> no footage of Wolfenstein 2 yet. Not ready. <laughs> um, there is footage and impressions from Doom. Bloodworth actually, actually got mm-hmm. to go check it out. Yeah. Um, it it's currently only running at 30 frames per second. Yeah. And it's locked at 720, both docked and undocked. Yeah, um, which assume- is probably going to be the case. You know, yeah. NBA 2K18 came out. Uh, those games are traditionally in 60 frames. Uh, even like back in the day, like on Dreamcast, they were like 60 frames. But the Switch version is 30. Uh, so if the trend is 720, 30 frames. Do you guys think that that's a deal breaker, or do you think them just being represented on the Switch and the portability being the price of visuals and performance is is a fine trade? It depends on the game and when the game comes out. Mm-hmm. Like if it, for example, Sonic Mania, I was like, oh, I'm getting this on Switch. Mm-hmm. It's gonna look the same pretty much on everything else, but. If let's say Wolfenstein came out on Switch and consoles and PC the same day, yeah, I'd be like, Haha, no way, no way, playing this on like way more powerful stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think right now, again, with the other question you asked about is this okay for now? I think it's okay for now as these companies are testing the waters or just shifting gears mm-hmm. to include Switch in their production pipeline. Seven twenty thirty is not. I mean, that's the absolute bottom you can go. Right now, I think going forward, companies need to shoot for 72060. Mm-hmm. I think you need to have 72060 on Switch, and you won't get as much uh, blowback from oh, from that. Absolutely. Right now, I think there will be a little bit. But everyone's like, "Oh, they're just trying." Like, if they can prove it's possible, it sets the foundation for going forward for other companies to look at that. And as we're going to get into it here, there is a lot of companies 
that are, are, are considering jumping onto the Switch bandwagon. Now, one key thing, though, here. Um, Doom is a huge game. Big game. Switch has comes on cartridges with a, with a finite size limit, which has been starting to show uh, some, some problems here. Doom, all of Doom's single-player content is on that cartridge you're going to get. But the multiplayer is a nine gigabyte download. So you mm. have to have an internet connection mm. to get the full the whole game you bought for PC, PS4, Xbox, and whatever you bought it on before. Yeah, you don't get all that from the get go. You gotta have to download that to to to, to get all that on there. And their arguments like we don't know if everyone at this point everyone anyone's gonna want to play the multiplayer on Switch since it's an older game. We think the focus should have been on the single player game yeah. now, which I Correct. agree with. Yes, um, but like and you mentioned already, NBA Two K eighteen. It had the same thing. It had on the box. You must have an internet connection because mm. mm-hmm. the file sizes are too big. I'm sure Wolfenstein 2 is going to probably have the same yeah. thing with that as well. Uh, so that's going to be a little bit of an issue. And it, it, in, you can say, oh, multiple cartridges. It already costs more to make, those. to make those cartridges. You're seeing some physical Switch releases have that Switch tax, an extra $10 for the physical version of yeah. a Switch game. LNR compared to, is $10 yeah. more. Right? There you go. Yeah. So do you think that... Even if everyone gets on board, do you think that's going to be the bottleneck? Not just even switches graphics stuff. Do you think watch people get a find a way to work around that? Is the storage size going to be the ultimate problem? You mm. think in holding some people back? I think with this generation, maybe not. But you know, whatever. PS on the horizon. PS Five and you know uh, Xbox Scorpio. Two. I'm just going to keep calling it. Uh, <laughs> but like PS Five and the next Xbox are. Closer than I ever thought they would be in 2017. You know, those are on the horizon. Mm-hmm. So I think for this generation, the Switch is fine. And it's just managing your expectations of how long this system is going to last. I feel like it's shorter and shorter uh, each generation now. You know, 3DS is still kicking around. But I feel like Switch, as long as we, we anticipate, you know, the next Nintendo console in a couple years, I think it's fine. And maybe Switch could eventually take the place of 3ds you know if we went that route it was like all right new nintendo the switch is going to be like the new handheld the handheld you know and take fill that void that the 3ds is going to leave behind you know because 3ds is still going which is crazy yeah it's still going really strong mm-hmm. uh metro savings returns just came out recently mm-hmm. and you got pokemon ultra sun and moon on yeah. the horizon and, but but yeah and, I, i'm nervous when ps5 comes out if the switch is going to be able to keep up because you know Another generation. I mean, we've seen that happen. They're like last two consoles. Yeah, it just looks really old and dated, mm-hmm. like quickly. Yeah. I, yeah. For some reason, I feel like well, we're on this subject here because I don't want to move on. I want to talk about this since we're on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like uh, a refresh is, would be easier for Nintendo to do from a development standpoint because it is uh, um, focuses on mobile so much on being a portable system. Yeah. I think they could. Not, I don't know how easy this is, but I think they definitely can focus on increasing the hard drive capacity mm-hmm. to work around the cartridge. The cartridge yeah. would just be like when you had old floppy disks or CDs. This has like the core files, and then it installs in there, and you're going to need... I think the internet connection thing, it's, it still stinks for some people as time goes on. Yeah. It's going to be less and less of an issue. So it just has like the core install files on there, connects to whatever server to pull them down for whatever game it is. It's like install like when you install a game on your computer and stuff, like yeah. at the very beginning. They'll treat it like that, but like you'll have more storage on there, so like you, they don't have to worry so much about cramming so much onto the cartridge because the switch has limited like very finite storage 
capacity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that's one thing. I do think in terms of uh, uh, actual like the GPU and the, the actual power of the mm-hmm. system, uh, we're good for a few years. Yeah, they they they, they, yeah. they they but they could like update that like not to not uh, like that's something they could easily justify doing. Because like oh it's a think yeah. of it like your phone like every two years you're upgrading. True, yeah, they could it, do a Switch Pro, like a new Nintendo Switch, like they do a three. Like, yeah. Switch like like Switch Two or Switch yeah. X, or Switch yeah Switch plus, plus yeah, like something that, yeah. like that. Totally, I could I could um, totally see that. I don't think that'll be the next step. I think the next step will be like a like a, a, a slight redesign, like especially that dock. They gotta do something. They gotta they need to work a on a cheap dock. little the dock. Yeah. They need to figure out that situation like. Either just have it built into the new system that they have like that HDMI thing that can screw in your system. You don't need the dock anymore. Like mm-hmm. forget the dock. You don't need the dock. It's pointless at this point. Or whatever they're gonna do. You know, maybe they just decide to go completely mobile and like it is. It does have an adapter you have to buy to connect to your TV, but like mm-hmm. it's marketed more as just strictly a, a mobile device or a tablet. Nintendo anyway, Switch 4K. I, I yeah. I I, I, I do think. <laughs> yes. I do expect to see. Uh, a lot of updates with Switch uh, in, in, yeah. in incremental amounts because I think the mentality is it's going to be treated more like a portable mobile device. Yeah, I think they'll treat it how they're doing with 3DS yeah. like versions. There's been of that yep. and stuff and upgrades and whatnot. That huge turning point's going to be when uh, online stuff goes into <laughs> oh, yeah. practice. When is that? Is there a win. hard date on win. that? No hard date. No hard date. next year. Just next year. That's, that's a whole other discussion yeah. we can get into. That is a, yeah. that is a big day for... The switch. the switch, yeah, yeah. Let's see how that It'll works. be really nice to learn what, what was really going on with that. <laughs> yeah. um, backing up to the the third party stuff that led to this, um, some other games. Yeah. Uh, so we talked about Wolfenstein Two, we talked about Doom, we talked about La yeah. Noire, big, big things there. Especially, I so real quick, La Noire. Yeah, I think that is Rockstar. It's their their litmus test. Yeah. It's like if this sells decently or somehow sells really well. We're gonna reconsider some of our other games. Red I, Dead. Red Dead. So I don't think Red Dead would happen next. I think what would be next GTA. would be GTA Five. Yes. They will put GTA Five on there. Sell a hundred million more. GTA Five on the go. <laughs> and then I think if that also sells well, then they're like, all right, Red Dead. Yeah. Like do do because that one I think is probably such a like a huge technical hurdle mm-hmm. <laughs> for that one. Yeah. That's a lot of work. I think that that might be too far on the extreme yeah. to scale it back down but they can show their support by bringing almost everything else they have to switch mm-hmm. and then going to, like in the future like we will consider GTA 5 would be huge yeah. yeah yeah or and some kind of like imagine if they put like some unique like things in there like amiibo support oh god unlock the what mario outfit what do you mean imagine uh, it's, it's gonna, gonna be happen there. it's gonna happen I mean there's so many mods on PC yeah like, yeah so let's go like, Official Nintendo stuff would be really. It'd cool. be interesting if they, yeah, let you let you wear Mario outfit. Yeah, <laughs> while murdering people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I look forward to that if they do that. Um, so I, yeah, I think that's the situation. Ellie Noir. People keep asking why mm-hmm. Ellie Noir. I, th- I think that's why. Um, some other companies now are changing their tune because they're seeing this. They're they're seeing the success of Switch. They're realizing how this portability angle is huge. It is, it is something that people are buying into, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Wow, we need to figure out how to get some of their stuff on there." And it's amazing how these high end thing, these high end titles, are the ones they're trying. Because the next one is Final Fantasy 15. Yes. Now, a few weeks back, we talked about this rumor that there was some interest on uh, on Square Enix's part, but Eurogamer just did an interview with Tabata 
who said the 15 team is exploring options with Nintendo to bring 15 to the Switch. And here's the actual quote. We're actually doing very specific technical investigations into what's possible at the moment. We're where we are at the moment. We've completed those tests and have worked out where the ground lies. We're currently in the middle of the discussion and debate about what we should be doing and how to realize that on the switch. The other thing you see the mobile version, the PC version, one thing we value is to optimize the way the game plays and the experience for the individual hardware it's on rather than a one size fits all approach. We can't currently announce anything. We haven't come to a full decision on the best way to do it yet. We're having very open, frank discussions with Nintendo at the moment about what they think is the best thing to do, and it's all under investigation. So the fact mm. that they're talking with Nintendo, and I it's think they're also core. talking with like Unreal a bit about what they can do with like getting it more even more optimized on Switch. Yeah, it sounds like the, that statement about it's not a one size at all. It sounds like they're willing to put the resources into developing mm-hmm. a, not quite the, the the portable version, the you know the 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 other the phone, mobile the one. mobile one. Um, yeah, the mobile version they call I it. I hope they put that on there. Yeah, it's scaled I down wanna, version. I want to play that mobile version. Runs on that, <laughs> especially if they get like if they could somehow get comrades on there and you're on your switch, come like take it on the go and you just have to local connect to people yes. or something. Yes, like local yeah, Wi-Fi. Yeah, isn't it like co-op? turn-based the mobile one? Or yeah, like mobile yeah, server. I want to play the mo- I want to yeah. try the mobile one, dude. Yeah, sounds cool. I, I think getting comrades I think, you guys. So I got a lot of people on Twitter who, when I posed this question, like, oh, this might be a big deal, or what do you think about this? People are like, why would I want to play a technically, this game was a technical, like, marvel. Like, it was a showcase of graphics for, for, for Square Enix and the industry. Yeah, it had its flaws, frame rate issues aside, mm-hmm. but you're telling me you're going to put it on Switch, it's going to be even worse. Like, why would I want to play that version? Mm-hmm. And it's like one, also the portability, like yeah. playing play go. But I think it speaks to the significance. Yeah. These companies can get these huge games running on Switch, yes. even if they're slightly compromised. And, and, and but they're already released games. It's clear this wasn't thought of from the conception to the production pipeline to release. It'll make companies go back and rethink. Oh, if we start from the beginning with this in mind, we might be able to make a better version. Well, for Switch. and 2017 has shown me that it is never too late to play any game. So. You know, sure, a lot of people have already played Doom, a lot of people have already played Final Fantasy XV, but a lot of people haven't already played Doom and haven't already played Final Fantasy XV. So anytime a version of a game comes out, you're getting new people to play it, you're getting a new audience, and you're getting people to that have already finished it. It's making it relevant again. You might dip your toes back into it. Like, oh, Doom yeah. on the go is a new way to yeah. play Final Fantasy XV. Awesome. So I've, it's never too late to re-release yeah. any game. I think the on-the-go factor is the biggest mm-hmm. selling point because I'm thinking of like the Wii U ports that we got, like year, like a year after they came out, like Batman, and I think there's Assassin's Creed Three on there. I think that was it, and like no one cared. No one. <laughs> no. Yeah. No one cares about this. And like I know people like you have mobile phones, but they're all touchscreen stuff. Touchscreen inputs mostly. Mm-hmm. The Switch lets you take traditional controls and touchscreen on the go as well. Yeah. Which I, I think you're seeing like indie games, especially, are probably doing so well on Switch because of the portability factor. It's probably the best way to play them on the go compared to any other device. Yeah. And speaking of like what you just said, Huber, it's never too late. Mm-hmm. And what I just said about like portability indies, Inside just got announced it's coming to Switch as well. 
I didn't even know yeah, that. Yeah, Inside's coming to Switch. That's a great game on the go. Yeah, very good game. And it's like they haven't given it a firm release date. just said, yeah, we're bringing it to Switch. Play that like underneath the covers in your bed inside? <laughs> oh my goodness. Dark. That's hype. Under covers. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, I'm playing it under, fully engulfed in the covers, playing inside. Oh my gosh. And we're seeing the payoffs for some of this stuff as well. Um, both the uh, payoffs in that companies are now announcing stuff sooner. Um, at TGS, uh, was confirmed, uh, Koei Tecmo confirmed that Attack on Titan 2 coming to PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. Mm-hmm. So they're like, no, we understand how, like, Switch is huge. You know, we need to be on there. Yeah. So, like, it's not the biggest title, but it's a decent one. The first one's a pretty decent, good game. Mm-hmm. Pretty big franchise, Attack on Titan. Yeah. So, especially in Japan, it's a significant thing yeah. to announce on there. Uh, and speaking of TGS, before I forget, I don't know if this is. 100% true not in terms of like the, the the fact that this happened is true but I don't know if the fact that I'm about to say is true Nintendo had official staff at TGS at the ex- third party exhibit booths to help with their software and demonstrating it I don't someone was claiming it's the first time ever that Nintendo has had any official presence in terms of staff Nintendo never goes to TGS and has like a, a booth they never do a press conference or anything like that around TGS they have no quote unquote official presence there in that form but I always thought, like, there's got to be, like, a staff member who goes there and checks stuff out. But there are people wearing, like, Switch shirts. The red shirts with Switch mm-hmm. visible at TGS. So Nintendo official presence visible at TGS mm-hmm. is a big thing. I think that's helping their relationship with third parties as well. It's like, yeah. we care. We're, like, we're going to be there. It's good. It's um, good news. But also the success. Like, these games selling well. Mario plus Rabbids, the best-selling non-Nintendo game on Switch now. I know it's only been a f- like six, seven months since Switch came out. Mm-hmm. There, what else was its competition? But it sold. Mo- oh, non Nintendo. Sorry, non Nintendo. Um, but uh, what was it? Some games. I forget which game it is. I apologize. Shipped like half a million copies. So it means it sold more than that at least. And yes, it's got Mario it's characters got Mario in, it. in it. Yeah, it's. But I, I think that's like the high end. I, I yeah. think it sold way more than half a million. I think it, I think it easily is going to break a million copies like in a month or two of sales. <laughs> yeah. Like it's going to be one of the best selling uh, Switch titles by the end of the year. Like I think only Zelda and like Odyssey will probably outsell. I bet it outsells Mario, Mario Kart. I bet it outsells Mario hmm. Kart by the end. Like Mario plus Rabbids. It's a huge game, but. Yes, it has Nintendo characters in it, but like if Nintendo helped with the marketing of some of these third-party games, the the leverage they have with that, mm-hmm. I think that helps a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But also, Nintendo can lend their other their their characters and IPs out to other people for those those kind of collaborations. We've talked about this to death: the dream and collaborations. The and dream stuff. of the Bowser demon in Doom. You know, the Bowser boss. What, do you want to kill Bowser? Just, yeah, I'll blow a hole in no, him. No, oh him. Yeah, yeah. double yeah. little shotgun, he let's go. People would let Bowser <laughs> win each time. Like, Sorry, guys, I, I couldn't get past this part of the game. This I, is the end of the game. I'd let him kill me once so I could see the death animation. <laughs> but then I'd be like, I gotta put you down, Bowser. Jeez. <laughs> gotta put you down. I expect that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there, you, you do see it can be roided. Like, something like that. Like, going back to, like, Wii, or even Wii U, um, there, there wasn't, like, the lending of characters, but, like, I remember, like, Zack and Wiki. It's a high-profile, third-party release by Capcom for for Wii. And it just didn't sell well, because it, it had, like, an initial push of Brad the reveal. 
And then no one day one Nintendo stopped talking about it actively. Like it, there weren't ads in there wasn't like not nearly as much marketing. Like imagine if that game had like Mario characters in it or something. Zack and Wiki like Mario Kingdom or something. Dude, that game's so cool. It would have like sold gangbusters. So Nintendo does have power to help out, and they know they can wield it now. Yeah, last wield it. last one on the announcements of uh, like a catch of companies saying, "All right, we might bring our game to Switch." GameSpot interviewed. Shinji Mikami. I think a Switch version of The Evil Within 2 would be interesting. I'd like to try it if I had the chance. First, I'd like to buy a Switch myself. <laughs> I had to borrow Zelda with the Switch from another staff member to play it. Nice. nice. <laughs> Everyone's playing nice. Everyone's playing Zelda. Like, Yo, I need to borrow that. Like, yeah. Hook me up. Um, so so nothing, obviously nothing on Crete, but... That is a... Oh, man. You're seeing these statements come out, man. Sorry, how do you feel about that? So hard. I'm what? totally doing that as an episode. Games that made you borrow a system. <sighs> Love it. Sorry. Good idea. Uh, how do I feel? I feel good about that. Mikami himself talking about that. Uh, Evil Within Two poised to be a huge game this year. Sales, sales, and and critically. Um, yeah. That is that is good news. And again, it is another M-rated graphic game. Like Nintendo is not shying away from core gamers, you know, if you want to say that. Like I feel like the Wii U and the Wii, you know, went the other way and and shied away from like graphic violence maybe a little bit, and now it feels like these are some you don't really get much more hardcore than Doom and Wolfenstein 2 and the Evil Within mm-hmm. 2, you know? I mean, yeah. so. Again, he, he doesn't even know, like, his own Switch, like, clearly nothing's been done yet. This is, like, yeah. really like a pipe dream for, totally. for Mikami, but. He's open. Just, just saying it is, is. And Bethesda, you know? Bethesda's involved. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's the, the big. Mm, yeah, there. you know, that's Skyrim and, and Doom and Wolfenstein. So Evil Within is a. is a Possibility. Very possible. Skyrim's coming too. Yeah, yeah so apparently. Skyrim coming November 17th. And if you look at the November calendar for Nintendo, it's Skyrim and Revel- Resident Evil Revelations 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. It's like their big November releases. Mm-hmm. Two big third party. And I know I keep making fun of Skyrim and stuff because it's come out a million yeah. times, but it's a GTA, it's a GTA 5 thing. Skyrim yeah. 5, Elder Scrolls, Elder Scrolls, Elder Scrolls 5, yeah, Skyrim, Skyrim, and Grand Theft Auto 5 are like the two biggest games of last generation that still yeah. are selling, oh, it's GTA 5. It's selling like gangbusters, dominating MPD month to month still. Those are the games you can release at any time and they'll yeah. sell well. And yeah. like getting Skyrim because you're a- going to get people that know it so intimately. You're going to get Skyrim fanatics that are like, fine, I can play it on the go. Curious. Fine, sure, okay, it's been a while, sure. I have this game on four consoles already, but whatever. Like, but then you're also going to get so many people that have never played Skyrim, you know, and you can say that. You know, it's on other systems. It's on PC. Oh, the best version's on PC. Like, I see that argument all the time. PCs intimidate a lot of people. You know, it, it's intimidating. People don't just hang out and play games on their PC as much as we think. Like, so for people that own Switch that have never played Skyrim that are maybe intimidated by PC, like, being able to just get the cartridge, load it up, play it anywhere. I think it's a big deal. I wonder, I, how many, well. I wonder how many of those people didn't have a PS3 or Xbox, though. 
that never played yeah Skyrim. yeah yeah i mean all it takes is for them to miss the boat yeah you know i mean anything's possible i guess one last point about this especially skyrim's using it revelations apparently is using it another way nintendo can help leverage this uh, their power to help sell third-party yeah. games amiibo support amiibo support if I can roll through Revelations 2 as Barry Burton and Donkey Kong, Goaty. Goaty. Ooh, yeah. let's punch it. <laughs> let's go. We have his bongos. Let's go. Yeah. Would it be punches or would it be bongos? No, dude, like... he's got the cannon from 64. Oh, yeah. It's gonna hurt. He says that every time. You're like, kill a zombie. He's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, just hire us, Nintendo. Yeah, we God. Can you imagine those headlines? Yeah. <laughs> like, Dohyong just, like, punching a zombie in Revelations. Mm. Oh, They'd be the greatest. <laughs> Everyone would freak out. It's, uh, it's a good thought. It's good stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, Chris can punch boulders. Donkey Kong shows Donkey up. It's like... Get him in there. Donkey mm. Kong. Punch! <laughs> yeah. Does Captain Falcon punch as well. Like, the, I see punches. the trailer already. You know, they fist bump. Boom! <laughs> Just like Donkey Kong in the story, like someone's talking to him. She's like, <laughs> "Okay, now that you did that, I see a scene of Donkey Kong doing his rolls down a hall, of, yeah. like monsters and knocking them over." He starts like banging the ground and like shaking. Yeah. Oh my god! Really intense atmosphere. Really tense. And on Donkey the headset, Kong, yeah. on the headset, of Donkey Kong, it's cranky. Like I would have taken him out with one punch. And yeah. Stuff. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh. Yes. I'm just thinking raid mode in Revelations. Even that, yeah. Is such a mode where you can get as wacky and crazy as you want. Like raid mode. Raid mode lends itself to that. So you you add amiibo into raid mode and anything could happen. Yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. Oof. Just coming off that high right now. Would love it. Would love it. So things... I think the biggest takeaway is that things are looking pretty optimistic for the Switch yeah. when it comes to third parties. Yeah. yeah. Like, it, all the right signs are like being shown right night now. Night and day compared to Wii U. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, night and day compared to Wii U. A lot of momentum. Mm -hmm. to feel way more confident than back around, like, earlier this year, leading into Switch's yeah. launch about... Whereas those third parties, Nintendo, yeah. same things, same songs, same and dance. It's, and it's not even just the third parties, it's... We already had Zelda and we're getting Mario. How long did that take on Wii U? Oh, yeah. You know? Well, you didn't even really get... You didn't even get a main... Mario kind of... I, I don't count you didn't get as a main Mario. A tradition, yeah. You didn't yeah. really get, like, that... I love... The I love Galaxy it. successor, yeah. like, I would Exactly, say. exactly. I mean, we love 3D Love world, 3D World. 10 out of 10. <laughs> Not calling it. And, and you didn't even get a real... A Zelda didn't come out till the end. And you got some HD versions, yeah. So, yeah, I think having... That right out of the gate is a huge deal. Huge. Mm -hmm. That carried the momentum. So we're riding that momentum, you know, and, and just the spacing out of Zelda in the summer and, and now Mario coming up. Or when was Zelda? Like March or whatever? Yeah, so Zelda was at launch with yeah. March. Yeah. Then he had Mario Kart 8 Deluxe in, in, in May. Or was it May? April. Okay. April. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Uh, Street Fighter was in May, which still <laughs> yeah. sold well. Yeah. They all made fun of it, but it still sold well. Like, everyone's like, haha, it sold. Mm -hmm. um, then you had Splatoon. You had, uh, Arms yeah. first in June, Splatoon in July. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We just had uh, uh, Mario, plus, Mario plus Rabbids, which is the third party, but collaboration. Yeah. Got Odyssey next month. So it's kind of scary, got though. Fire right? Emblem Warriors next month, it's, week four. It's a little scary. You know, you get Zelda and Mario. These aren't games that just come out. You know, Mario and Zelda take 
so long. Yeah, it's like a crock pot. The slow cook. The slowest cooks. Yeah. Cook. The slowest. Like Miyamoto and yeah. Reggie are just <laughs> like. Let me just preheat the oven. That'll take a while. All right. Let me uh, start baking that in there. Like this takes so long. So are you concerned for 2018? You know, or or, or is 2018 mm. going to be the year of Metroid and the year of Donkey Kong bringing F-Zero back perhaps? You know, are they, I feel like they're going to have to lean in on the secondary core franchises of Nintendo. What do you guys think? I mean, they also, from the direct as well, got the confirmation of Xenoblade Chronicles 2 mm-hmm. release date, mm-hmm. which is December. Yeah. So they made their they fulfilled their promise. Yeah. I mean, there's still time to delay it, but <laughs> um, assuming it comes out then, that that came out in this calendar in 2017 as well. I mean, yeah, this adds to the huge year to have, but it's also one less title that would have been for next year if it got yeah. pushed into the into 2018. Um, the most recent Direct, they showed enough, like the indie games uh, and for some sure. other games coming out through the Q1 of next yeah. year. I, I think... But are those enough? I mean, I'm talking the biggest hitters, you know? Like, Zelda and Mario alone are the momentum for the Switch. They sell so Switches. So they got, I mean, they have, so I don't think coming. these are coming out next year. I couldn't mm-hmm. be wrong, but like, I really don't think they are. I don't think Metroid Prime 4, or whatever mm-hmm. it's going to be called, is next year. Yeah. It'll be shown off and unveiled next year mm-hmm. uh, by E3 at the latest, I feel. Uh, you got the Pokemon Switch game, which is in the pipeline, which is going to be a huge thing as well. For sure. And yes, yeah, so you already talked about Zelda and Mario. Those are coming out this year, so it's going to be a few years for their refresh. Yeah. Um, however, at least. you had Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, which is this came out, but which was the the, the Wii U version. Mm-hmm. Nice to let it like enjoy itself. A new so, Smash, and there you go. A I was new about to get, Smash. This has been like the longest going rumor that they have not confirmed yet. Is that uh, Smash Smash Brothers for Wii U slash 3DS? Like it's getting a, there's the Switch iteration that's coming, which will have all the content from both versions. I need possibly a new, new characters. Give me a new, new. I wish I want a new one. Yeah, but I don't think a delu- like if 2018 could, if 2018 is the year of deluxe editions for Switch. That is gonna grind that momentum to a screeching halt for me personally. I don't think. Um, I think they're, the reason we not we haven't heard about it is because they one they don't want to do that. They don't yeah. want to squeeze a lot of those, and I don't sure. think they're gonna do that many of them. I would think Smash Bros. would be their last one if they do do one of those. Mm-hmm. But you're right. As long time, the more time goes on that they haven't they don't talk about it. If it's true, the more likely it is we're getting a brand new Smash Brothers as well. Yeah. So you you, you still have you still have those a lot uh, of franchises. To I'm sorry? dip into, I mean, you know, F Zero, Animal Crossing. It, yeah, we, Animal Crossing on Switch. I mean, they have yeah. the mobile thing. They got they got to talk about first and, and get that out there. But I mean, I'm sure. That but what do you end. what do you guys see that is as big as? I mean, nothing is as big as Mario and Zelda. Like, what is the one franchise, the one game that can carry the Switch through 2018 by itself? I think Smash is definitely one of those pillars. If a new Smash came out in the summer of 2018, that would be humongous. But what is one other franchise that is like, okay, huge Switch exclusive, like, this is enough, this is good, not to mention with oh, all the other... Yeah. Ga- like, um, in addition to the third parties and the indies and stuff, I still think you need that massive if, exclusive. If that Pokemon game comes out, that would be huge. I don't know if it will. Yeah. Uh, Animal Crossing could be really big. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone wants that. Yeah. Everyone who has a Switch wants Animal Crossing. Yeah. Like, if there's no Metroid, I don't know. I'm not sure yet. Maybe something brand new. Because Donkey Kong 
would be to me, but like Tropical Freeze didn't do that well commercially, so it's like Donkey Kong. It did it. It sold less because it's on the Wii U because of its stall base, but it still Mm -hmm. sold decent considering to what that is. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, and if that was being worked on, it'd possibly be retro. What are they doing? I mean, it could be Retro's new game. Who 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 knows about this? And I just let the thing slip from my head that I was going to give you as my answer. F zero. Uh, no, um, crap. Wario. <laughs> Smooth move. No, man. I always do this way. Like, talk about something. I'm like, sorry. I'll remember it in a sorry. second. I know. I always do it. I mean, because you're talking about like, oh, uh, sorry. Um, Fire Emblem for Switch. Fire no, Emblem. Brand new one specifically okay. for Switch. Which okay. is coming out next year. Cool. Will we get two versions though. I don't think so. Not cool. for Switch. That is, that is a pretty popular franchise right now. Yeah. This is surprising to think of how... Like under the radar and used to be, and how it would be in doubt whether yeah. a new title would actually come to the West and yeah. be released outside of Japan. Cool. Now it's like definitely happening. Um, but I mean, there's there's some other stuff like we still there's always the rumor that like oh what's Platinum's game? Mm-hmm. Like is there a wonderful 102 or will they re-release like, wonderful 101? Will Bayonetta three come out yeah. on Switch? You I know? just think Mario and Zelda are in that perfect middle ground of. Casual consumer and hardcore gamer, you know? I don't think a lot of games fit that bill so perfectly. Like, Mario and Zelda has worldwide appeal to every person. And I think Smash can also be that game. I'm just wondering if Nintendo has other franchises that are like that. Like, does Donkey Kong get everyone excited like a Mario and a Zelda and a, and a Smash? And not not as much. It's still, Donkey Kong is decent mm-hmm. enough, but it's not up there. I mean, Animal Crossing could be. Cool. If they make... Switch Animal Crossing next year, alongside the mobile, that could be. It's the it's the built-in online functionality. Mm -hmm. There it is. That's that's what they're waiting for. Yeah, they're waiting for that. They're waiting for the online. And it's (laughs) they 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 can turn around some of these B or even C tier franchises. If they can turn Fire Emblem around to what they've done so far, I think anything's possible. I think the hardest would be Star Fox, Mm -hmm. just because Star Fox Zero. I think in a lot of people's minds set that 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 series back, and people are just like they don't know what to do with Star Fox. Anymore. Yeah. Um, same thing with like Kirby. They, they keep there's new Kirby games coming out. Yeah. But they're they they never it never gets elevated beyond just looking like totally. traditional Kirby. Yep. A new gimmick here or there. Yep. Which is still good for people who love Kirby and still mm-hmm. good and still good games. And but Yoshi as well. It's same with Yoshi. Just, like those are yeah. just like their their secondary series that that come out to fill in the gaps. Yeah. And they're still good. They're just. Not what you were talking yeah. about. Like they're not yeah. the the big hitters. Um, sure. I, I do think there'll be a surprise. Oh, also, I don't know if it'll be next year either. Let's not forget. Uh, Monolith Soft, the makers of Xenoblade, already working on their next game. There's the concept art. It was like it looks like a Souls game. Like stop. I mean that'd be awesome, but like we need to stop using the word Souls to describe. Never gonna game. happen. Never gonna um, happen. But it looks Just more like, like fantasy. It looks fantasy style. Like like more like. Uh, medieval warfare type, but like colorful, but colorful. If Fantasy Star Sorry. Online came back, okay. that would be the one. That'd be huge. Mm. I don't know if it'd be huge. It'd be huge for us. Yeah, true. true, true Fantasy Star Online Two is coming to Switch in Japan. It is confirmed. Yeah, yeah just not here. It made Ben cry. It's yeah, not that's true. Yeah. yeah, God, that hurts. Sega's apology. Sega's apologies. Sega will apologize. Sega will apologize, but never say what for. We apologize. Um, yeah, so that's, uh, that's pretty much, the it for the, the third party stuff. I'm sure as TGS is going on right now, there might be some more developments that we'll cover next time, but yeah, it, again, like good stuff for, for third party and hopefully sometime next year we'll, hopefully before E3 we'll get like another 
decent sized direct that will show us what we have to look forward to mm-hmm. in the rest of 2018 and more developments with the hopefully with third party support. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's time to move on to our last segment of the show, uh, which I renamed. I called it Players Pulse, which is why I screwed up earlier in the episode and was called Dear Nintendo Players Pulse because it's a segment of the now defunct Nintendo Power. I got a suggestion on, on, on Twitter for a new, or on Patreon for a new name. So in the feedback, let me know what you think about this. Someone said call it Patreon's Pulse or Patron's Pulse. Patron's Pulse. Patron's Pulse. Since it's P-P. the patrons writing in. Because if you're yeah. a $5 and above patron. Patron's Pulse. Uh, the week of the recording of a new episode, I put up that post. And you can submit any questions related to Nintendo. And sometimes if I do know what we're talking about, I'll give you a hint. Like I said, did t- tell everyone we'd definitely be talking about... Uh, Nintendo Direct. I think I mentioned Samus Returns, yeah. but uh, we, that was kind of already talked a lot about on Frame Trap. Ben did the review for that already, and I don't want to go way too long. We're nearing already at the one hour mark, mm-hmm. so no more two hour marathon episodes of this anymore. I apologize. <laughs> uh, I, I don't want that. Like I never wanted to be that. So um, I'll find another way to give my thoughts on 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 Metroid Samus Returns at a different point. But here we go. We got two questions this episode. First from. Uh, uh, from Darren, hi allies, I'm enjoying Metroid Samus Returns, but I find the art style to be a bit ugly, similar to Bloodstained in Mighty Number no. Nine. Whoa. It's that weird, boring 3D art for a 2D game. My question is, do you think developers re-releasing a game or remaking one should put more time into giving the games a distinct, unique art style, since the design of the game has been previously created already? For example, my favorite game is Final Fantasy VI. It already, it is already beautiful. If it is ever remade, as per Final Fantasy VII remake, I do not want gross, realistic 3D graphics. Give me cell shaded like Okami or anime aesthetic, or even HD 2D like Octopath Traveler. Anime aesthetic. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. The, the, so what, what Darren says, um, it does, it is irksome to me. When I see a new entry in an established series that has so much of its pedigree, not just game, but like its aesthetic pedigree, comes from its beautiful sprite artwork mm-hmm. from the, the, those retro days. Um, one coming to mind is Strider. Like, yeah. Yeah. as soon as I saw him, I'm like, wait, no, why is, where's the art? The sprite art? No, art. what? Uh, I mean, I, I get why developers are going this route. The, it's a, I think it's a, it's a little easier for them to develop for. Um, probably a lot cheaper too. Probably a lot cheaper. Uh, I'm assuming it's a lot cheaper, and it, ju- it just it just makes these games possible. Otherwise, it might have been cost prohibitive or too time prohibitive that heads head honchos would have been like, no, not yeah. greenlighting this project. Yeah. So it's either this or nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In which case, I'd rather take something than nothing. Yeah. Especially like for like Metroid. Um. I think the reason uh, for Metroid Samus Returns... Yeah, when I first saw it, I was like, why is it 3D but playing like 2D? Why didn't you just go with like nice sprite work? Like, Nintendo can do this. That bothered me a little bit. Um, I think it bothers me more simply for the fact that I played the unofficial uh, yeah, remake. Yeah, played the, uh, Another the Metroid remake. 2 remake. The one that got uh, take cease and desist by Nintendo and stuff. That's why yeah. it's unofficial. There was so much love that went into that game and, and the sprite work. And I know it was like using Super Metroid and other established games sprites, mm-hmm. their own touch on it. But it just there's something about that look, the atmosphere it set for some of those environments compared to seeing them realized in this like 3D 
visuals they did for Samus Returns, yeah. I would say that was one of the things that did actually disappoint me about that game. Is that while the visuals were okay, I played it completely in 3D, by the way. That, that extra depth for something did do something for me with those those environments to make them look better. But the whole time I was just kind of lamenting, like, oh, it looks so much better than this other one. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, Because someone showed me something better, it's hard to yeah, look at this. Which is unfair, because if you, like, in Nintendo's book, that other one doesn't exist. You should never have seen that. Yeah. So you shouldn't be judging it against it. I'm like, sorry, that's how it is. Yeah. But yeah, I do, for me. I don't know if it bugs either of you. When you, if you, you how old is the 3DS? Uh, it came out in 2011. Six it's years. Six years old. I don't think any game new looks 3- really good on 3DS. I'm sorry. You know, shots fired, sure. Uh, you know, it's six-year-old handheld tech. <laughs> so, for sure. you know, it looks as good as it can look without having some crazy sprite art style. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I think you hit it on the head. Something is better than nothing. It's a phenomenal Metroid game. Um, like, they were saying, like, like, like Octopath Traveler. <laughs> If they just like somehow realize like what environments yeah. that were originally drawn in sprites, but make them 3D, but the aesthetic makes it still yeah. look like a 3D sprite. Octopath Traveler is yeah. like high budget, though. I mean, to release a demo like this as like kind of a beta, like they got some weight behind this. You know, Mercury Steam, Mercury Steam came off of. The Castlevania portable one and Castlevania Lords of Shadow 1 and 2. Like, they were kind of on the, you know, in the doghouse for a little bit. So, hmm. Metroid, you mm. know. Yeah, I'm not necessarily one. Like, I know a lot of people think like this. Like, if it's not pixel, they don't care kind of thing like that. Like, pixel's always better in their mm-hmm. mind. Mm-hmm. And I like pixel art, but I'm I'm not like... Sometimes I don't think pixel art is as great as people think it is sometimes, mm-hmm. you know? But I, I mean, I haven't played the other another remake or anything like that, so it didn't really bug me that much. Like I think, like I've barely, I've played like maybe forty minutes of the uh, Samus Returns, and like I think it looks pretty good for what it is. Like I think Car- Samus's character model looks pretty decent, and everything like that. But um, I get that because I remember when Street Fighter Four came out. Uh, I did not. Uh, I do not like current Street Fighter art style at all. I miss the old Street Fighter art like way more. That was a. That was a. That was the thing that was brought up around Street Fighter 4's release was yeah the the 3D models yeah. and aesthetic. I mean versus, I get it. You know, to like yeah. change it up and everything like that, which is fine. King of Fighters went through that with, yeah. which, with twelve or whatever. I mean like, yeah, fourteen's like that. It's like more. 3D yeah, I'm trying to remember like, which one like the people just like lambasted it for yeah, it's like, yeah. weird visuals. Uh, I mean losing fixed cameras in Resident Evil does that count? <laughs> <laughs> I mean sure. pre-rendered backgrounds being gone. Comes like, up, uh, came up with anything like Final Fantasy IV stream. <laughs> people keep asking me like, well, why do you like the sprite versions, the, yeah. the definitive versions over this 2D, the 2D, uh, 3D version for the the three the 2DS one? Yeah, the 2DS or, one. Yeah, the DS one. Yeah, sorry. DS. Jeez, 2DS. God, getting tricked by Nintendo already. Yeah. uh... I'm like I'm, I I don't deny that like it, like it, technically it looks nice Final mm-hmm. Fantasy IV on D, uh, DS but um, aesthetically I, I don't like it you as prefer, much yeah, as the sprite you, work the like, PSP one's your favorite right yeah uh, and, and I remember I think there was like one part Blood was making fun of the the, the helmets for Kane and Cecil like the Dark Knight thing 
because it looked like he had like an alligator on his head or a oh, bear yeah. on his PSP head. Oh, the PSP one? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm with blood on that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like laughing at that. But like some of the effects they do, they do blend in 3D effects. Yeah. The but, like, spells look great. But like, I like that. I'd rather have 2D based games, like yeah. 2D design, like art, uh, aesthetic design and artwork mixing in 3D effects. Mm-hmm. So whatever the opposite of 2.5D is. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, I, yeah, maybe I'm just, like, a little bit know. of a sucker for, sure. like, retro Sure, I mean, stuff, I think yeah. a lot of people are. I like both, honestly. I'm cool. Like, with like 4 both. specifically, I like all the versions of it. Like, I like the uh, the DS version. I like the Super Nintendo version. I like the PSP version. Yeah, I mean, I played the DS version so many times I got the locked out. You know, <laughs> you beat it, like, four or ten times on the same save file. You get, like, the star thing, and you can never replay it again. Whoa. It's just, like, a badge of, like, you played it so many times. They're you telling to, like, you to stop. <laughs> You're like, you can't play Whoa. this game anymore. It's enough. So intense. <laughs> you can't play this game anymore. Whoa. You That's go to enough. a new save file, but, like, you can't play this oh file anymore. Oh, my gosh. The journey, the journey is the over. The journey is over. Hang it up. <laughs> Move on. It's <laughs> got, like, 16 other Final Fantasy <laughs> yeah, to play. Yeah, come on. 15. Move on. Move along. Move along. Buy some other games for Square That's fantastic. Yeah, last thing I say, like, I do think sometimes it lends to some of these games looking too generic. For like sure. It loses a little bit of the personality that made... It's because so many ones. other games are using that kind of style because pro- it's probably like affordable and easier to do nowadays with where tech's at. Mm-hmm. Like, I think sprite work is kind of like an art form and it's hard to find people who are super good at it probably. October. Yeah. I mean, that developer, they know how to make games like that. What's up? Like, all their games up. look good. So I'm going to... So there's a question uh, from both uh, Steven Sosa and uh, I apologize if I get your name wrong here. Uh, I don't know if it's Dafid because it's D-A-F-Y-D-D or if it's Daffy-D-D like it's a like it's a pen name. Mm-hmm. Um, so I apologize. But they both wrote in with pretty much the same question. So I'm giving them both cool. credit for this. Uh, hi panel. What are your thoughts on showing too much of a video game? actually making the purchase less appealing. When I see a movie trailer, sometimes I get the impression that I just watch all the best bits and some trailers basically showcase the entire plot. In the Nintendo Direct, we saw extended footage of both Xenoblade Chronicles 2 and Super Mario Odyssey. So how do you feel about that? I got an answer for this. I'm very emotionally invested in this question. It's on you. In this day and age, it is 100% on the consumer to watch or don't watch you know they are making those to sell the game they're trying to sell the video game they're trying to sell the movie they're throwing it out at people that are maybe on the fence about buying it or they don't know about it so that's what that's for you know that that mario stuff hey we're gonna show mario click buy i don't want to see that Mm -hmm. i'm not watching that are you kidding me right now no no yeah, we like bo- the the joy of discovering new worlds in Mario is part of the the the, the experience, if you will. Like that, I love that. You know, especially Evil Within Two. I'm on media blackout. I don't want to see any of the freakos. Yeah. I don't want to see any <laughs> of the environments. Like that is such a big thing. Of like, where in the world of STEM am I going to go next? Like that suspense, that surprise. Whereas, you know, a movie trailer. For, let's say, American Assassin. Mm-hmm. I This is a movie that I know nothing about. I would not be interested otherwise. Sure, I'll watch this trailer. Oh, Michael Keaton looks cool. Like, oh, that looks like some cool action. Sure, maybe I'll see this, maybe not. But, like, 
Blade Runner from my favorite director right now. Like, I love the original. I'm obviously going to see this movie. Click Media <laughs> Blackout. Like, it's 100% on the viewer to watch or not watch. Uh, that and that is that's a, that's a separate thing from spoilers and and from it being spoiled. You know, like mm-hmm. when you it, you are when you are in control, like close your eyes. Like I close my eyes sometimes in movie theaters. Like the Blade Runner trailer comes on, I close my eyes. I don't watch. So, but again, that's different from Twitter where people just blast out spoilers and you know blast out images of Mario doing this and that and blast out you know the endings of games. Like that is a whole nother discussion. But as far as, you know, choosing to watch or not watch a Nintendo Direct showcase of Mario, is it's on you. Yeah, I'm with Mike on this. 100%, man. Same thing, because we both do it. Yeah. I haven't seen that, we haven't seen that Mario work. footage. Yeah. It's such hard work. You know, it's, it's like, extreme. It's, it's tempting. Like, it's a little ridiculous. Yeah, it is. Like, but, yeah. And again, that is an entirely separate thing from people spoiling things. You know, so yeah, it, what it, I do feel like it is in certain in a lot of situations, it is on the person. So mm-hmm. I, I agree with you on that. Like if you have the mean means where you're presented, like you're being told in advance, yeah, you'll be Mar- watching something about this. Bye. Do you want to watch it or not? <laughs> yeah. It's up to you. We're gonna play it, yeah, but because other people want to watch it, it's up to you. Yeah. Um. So in that regard, yes, there there are certain things you can do. Obviously. Some like for one thing, it is our jobs. So, if all if like everyone who was on that reaction stream to Nintendo Direct closed their eyes, yeah. didn't actually watch it, yeah, and then we talked to everything. Oh, they did new Mario stuff, but none of us watched it. <laughs> we would have been like roasted for sure by like our chat. And there like, are times when you gotta bite the bullet. Thank yes. you, Daniel Bloodworth, for always biting that bullet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Call Bloodworth out right now. Yeah, doing work. Everyone watched it except Kyle, right? Yeah, yeah. Kyle, so Kyle didn't want to say anything like that. Um, uh, and like, I, I'm like that about like certain things, like, especially like Zelda, yeah. I will watch all their official trailers cause I don't think they give away, mm-hmm. I don't think Zelda's ever been bad about giving away too much at all. Mm-hmm. Like even that last trailer, I think just teased enough. I had like no idea. Like I speculated about so many different things yeah. that could possibly be. And in the end I was wrong about like all of them. So like, I trust them that like, they're just yeah. doing stuff to mess with like yeah. people like me half the time. And it's not really spoiling anything, which is yeah. great. Uh, I like when trailers show you stuff that you think you might be spoiled, but it's like just adding to the mystery, which I think that takes a lot of like talent and work to to really understand. Like, has someone has to be intimately familiar with the full work already mm-hmm. without it being seen by most anyone and knowing what are they like gonna get pe- yeah. push people's buttons to to get them to think about that and then mm-hmm. like they're throwing for a loop. That's why a lot of trailers now create fake footage because people just it's not them being lazy; it's just so hard to do and you yeah. don't know the time. They just create fake scenes for the trailer. Like, oh, you thought this was a funny joke, huh? It's not a movie anywhere. Yeah. So I, I I don't know if that's a good way to go to maybe cover that up. But I think that would anger people in video games yeah. if they ever tried to that, do that. Oh, my yes, gosh. They yeah. do. Like, yeah. like, Look at Destiny. Look at Destiny. Metal Gear Solid 2. <laughs> yeah. And always, you know, and remember, too, like, we are attached to Mario, we grew up with Mario. Play Mario, like obviously, I don't want to see this because I'm already invested and I'm gonna buy it. Mm-hmm. You, you just say Super Mario on me, right? But there's always the next generation that has never played a Mario game. You know, there are those people that have never played Mario, so they're like, "Oh, Mario Odyssey, what's this all about?" Like, I'll mm-hmm. check this out. Cool. It's like, it's like, why do we not go media blackout for games we've never heard of? 
because we've never heard of them and we're, and we're not yeah. we're not intimately attached to them as it is. It's mostly just for sequels and and things of that nature, you know, mm-hmm. where we can say, "Yo, we're so attached to this franchise." Like, I can't, I don't want to see anything. Like, I want to be surprised. I want to be, you know, I don't want spoilers. Like, I don't want it. I'm already sold. Like, we've already, yeah, we're buying it. You don't need to sell us. We're buying it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's mainly for marketing and to show people that have. Yeah, that are not a, as emotionally invested in it. Yeah, and I do not fault the the companies that make these trailers because, yeah. as you said, it's their job. They mm-hmm. need to get sales. They need yeah. to sell the product. And, and I totally if it, yeah, if it reveals it requires on the show something that you might think is a spoiler, yeah. but like to someone else, they might have been like everything they saw was like whatever, and then they see that one thing, yeah, and that that thing, like holy crap, that's gonna be in that game or yeah. that movie. I'm in. You totally. got me. And, like, they need to do that. Like, like, when they showed all the Xenoblade, I thought of you guys, because, or, like, it was one of you guys saying it, or Bloodworth or something, about trying to demo a huge JRPG at a, at a trade show and how hard it is. Mm-hmm. Like, playing Xenoblade at E3 or TGS yeah. is weird. This trailer showed, it was like a tutorial, you know? It's like, what are you going to do in this game? What is this game? Yeah. So I mean, they did show a lot for that. I don't think that was the best avenue for it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was it was whoa. They're giving it a lot of screen time. They show they care about it. But I personally would have, if it was my choice, I would have been like a little bit of that would have been in there, so like a trailer mm-hmm. and that release date at the yeah. end, and then save that that other stuff for like its own video separately yeah. or something. Like didn't need to be in mm-hmm. there. I think it was too much. Yeah. Um, but but to yeah. go back to that, to be fair, like. It is on you, but I do think they show too much. Yes. Case in point, we were just talking about Kingsman 2. Yes. You know, and Matthew Vaughn came out super pissed about the marketing team showing stuff Mm -hmm. that he didn't want shown. And it's like, the marketing team is, is, is a machine. You know, they're they're like numbers. A, it's like a separate ent- entity is, almost from totally. the developers. They're not. Yeah, it's they don't have maybe they maybe don't have the passion and the the love and the care for the product itself. They're there to be disconnected from it and sell it to as many people as possible. I just wish they would have more faith in the audience and the viewer and the consumer to maybe hold some stuff back. Yeah. Very good points. It's gonna it's gonna wrap it up. It's a good talk. But we are at the end, end of this episode. That was fun, Damian. I want to thank you both for for joining me on that uh, lengthy excursion. It's glorious Saturday. Um, glorious <laughs> Saturday with yeah. a glorious thing that we've been sitting here not acknowledging at all. I was just looking at all these tens. It was very right distracting. So many tens. All these tens. So many tens. Ten, 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 ten. Look at all that. Five stars. Five stars. Five stars. Five, 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 five. We will be doing a big group stream on Friday with this thing right here so look forward to the details that about the time this goes up for patrons we'll have those details but uh as always uh for the for the patrons poll section five down up patrons uh you get to ask uh ask questions uh i'll select as many as i can it's usually about two in each episode is what i be able to work in and i apologize if i don't get to yours either because we probably talked about it or we're going to talk about it or just again we just don't have enough time and i apologize and uh, again, if you are $1 or above patron, you get this early, um, as long as we don't shoot this on Sunday. Today's Saturday, so it should go up tomorrow at a reasonable time, but I apologize for last episode, because it pretty much went up for everybody at the same time Tuesday morning, because we shot it on Sunday evening, it just was not happening. Uh, but uh, I do want to say one last thing before we sign off here. Um, th- uh, thank you for your support, obviously, in making this show happen. 
Um, and it's that support that we do need um, because the show is actually one of the tier goals that is a $40,000 tier uh, for our Patreon. And uh, as long, along with Reaction Shots, Ian's uh, movie podcast, which Huber is also a part of, um, if we slip back below that amount, uh, those both these shows will no longer continue until we go over that mark. So if you would like to see these shows continue, uh, we do need that support as much as you were willing to give us and stuff. We are very appreciative uh, and thank you for it because you make this happen. Um, so yeah, you want this to keep going. We, we need your support. We've been like very like not I don't want to say coy but we've been very like yeah every, we we love everyone and stuff everyone's like great and everything we really don't need to do the pitch um, we decided that like we kind of need to do a little bit of a pitch so I'm being transparent with you as well telling you that it's a pitch and stuff so hopefully let me know if you're like dummy I shut up don't like I don't need to hear about this we know this and stuff like I'm I'm just doing the business end and stuff so please forgive corporate me for doing Damiani. that corporate don't see it that often yeah bad corporate Damiani <laughs> here I apologize but. Uh, I'd like the show to keep going, so it needs to stay above 40000 so that is my my pitch to you all. Uh, with that, that is the end of this episode of Friend Code. Thank you again, Brad. Thank you again, Huber, for joining me. And we will all see you next time on Friend Code.